I want to tell you that we can spend our time searching for where the traffic is, but we can also take some time to lure our customers out. And that is a critical aspect of the dream traffic process. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, you heard from Courtney Love Gavin in her deep dive episode. She has a fascinating story about how she got into entrepreneurship and the power that public relations can have to grow your business and brand. It is definitely not one you want to miss, so make sure to check it out. But stick around. I'm coming up next to talk all about how to draw your dream customer out from where they are hanging out online. Super stoked for this one, guys, so make sure to catch it. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am so excited to be here with you today. The Marketing Matrix is really going through some exciting changes, so I just have to take a second to give a behind-the-scenes update. And some of you may have seen them. We've actually built out our team quite a bit. Uh, We have a copywriter who is working with us pretty much full-time. I just hired a full-time podcast manager who is just crushing, getting amazing guests on the show, um, helping me get onto other shows, and is managing the social posts that we are creating out of this podcast. It has been such a fun adventure. I mean, the, the Marketing Matrix, it was launched in early December, and as you know, within the first 24 hours, it hit number 18 in business entrepreneurship. So to now have a full-time staff take those episodes that we record and repurpose them to go across multiple channels is such a cool thing. So it's really awesome, guys. Like I, my team has made it so I can show up for the podcast on Thursdays for guests to come on or for me to go on other podcasts. And then after that, things just magically happen because I have an amazing team and we have amazing processes in place. The podcast episodes are then sent to our um, audio editor who then edits the episode to be edited. And after that, we get a transcript. Then the transcript goes over to the copywriter and the copywriter creates some amazing content uh, for blogs and medium articles and Facebook posts, Instagram posts, LinkedIn posts, YouTube videos with the descriptions, the hashtags, everything. It's amazing. And then those assets are then sent to the social media manager where they are either scheduled to be posted or posted. And it is just awesome to see the effects of pushing this content out across the web and how it is just helping people understand um, the messages that that, uh, the Midas Touch group shares about 
marketing and advertising and some of the things that we talk about on the marketing matrix. It has been seriously so great. So for those of you that are listeners and listen into the podcast regularly, I want to just thank you so much for being a supporter and keeping this show going on. Also notice that we are at episode 56, which is crazy to me, guys. I mean, I can't believe that we have created over 50 episodes already. When I was, a couple weeks ago, I was actually uh, looking at my notes from Christmas time when I was planning out my year, and I looked and I saw that my goal was to have at least 52 episodes recorded by the end of the year. And because of, again, because of my amazing team, I have, um, and the amazing processes created by that team, I have been able to move even more quickly and create episodes at twice the pace that I was originally doing um, at the beginning of the year. So it is, it is seriously just so awesome. So uh, again, if you're if you're regular if you are a regular listener, then thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm super excited about our topic today, and so while that update on the marketing matrix was way cool, I want to dive right in. But before I do, I want to tell a story, and and to to anchor this story today, we're going to be talking about discovering where our dream traffic is. So, I want to tell a story. So, have any of you ever heard of? the story of the Pied Piper. Now, I remember this story from when I was a little girl, and so I did some research from it to really understand it better. And to be honest, it's kind of a creepy story, but it illustrates a really, really important point. So I'm going to share it anyway. So the story of the Pied Piper was, it it, it was first told by how it was found as the story was depicted in a glass window um, in the UK from the late 1200s, okay? So this this is a really, this is an old story. But the story goes that there was a king in the land who his city, his town, it was infested with rats. And so he called a guy, a piper, to come into town and play his pipe, which is like a little flute, to play his pipe to draw the rats out of town. Now they called him the Pied Piper because Pied was the phrase that they used for what he was wearing. He was wearing, um, it was probably was his like his Scottish, his family kilt, his family, um, his tartan, his family brand. Um, and so the Pied Piper came and played the music of his flute and drew the rats out of town and he led them to a nearby river and he led them into the river where they drowned. Now, the king was really excited about this, but when the king invited the Pied Piper to come and play and draw the rats out of town, he said, I'm going to pay you a thousand um, guilders, I think is what is what it said in the story. After the Pied Piper... After the Pied Piper drew the rats out, though, the king went back on his word, and instead of paying him a thousand guilders, he only paid him 50. Now, the Pied Piper was really upset, but there wasn't a lot he could do, and so he vowed to get revenge on the king. And how he did so was actually pretty pretty creepy. He actually went back on a Sunday when everyone in the town was in church, this time wearing green. And he played his pipe again. And this time he played the song that wouldn't call rats out, but would call children out. 
and he led the children out of town and they were never heard of again. There was even a document that was written a hundred years later um, in the town and it said it's been a hundred years since the children were gone. Now no one really knows if this story is true or not and a lot of people speculate that uh, it's a metaphor for a disease that hit the town and took the children of what, away. Um, and while this story is really interesting, there, there's one there's one fact in it that's fascinating. There was three children that remained in the town. One was was lame. He had a bum leg, so he could not follow the Pied Piper. One was blind, so he couldn't see where he was going. And the other was deaf, and so he couldn't hear the music that the Pied Piper was playing. So the conditions had to be right for the Pied Piper to draw these children out of town, just like they did for the rats. And again, this story is gruesome, but I want to focus on the uh, on the part where he's luring the children out, or he's he's luring the rats out of the out of the town. And we guys, we always hear Russell Brunson talking about how. Um, talking about how traffic on the internet, traffic for your for your product or your offer, it's already happening. Like traffic is already there. You have to find it. You have to step in front of it. And I want to tell you that you, we can spend our time searching for where the traffic is, but we can also take some time to lure our customers out. And that is a critical aspect of the dream traffic process. So remember, we finished our six-part series on dream traffic where we went in depth and we, and we defined each aspect. And remember, we have with, with our dream traffic, it's a 3D process where we literally put dimension to the dream customer that and creating the dream traffic to drive to your business. And those three Ds are define, discover, and drive. So we've gotten into, we have to define who you're going after, discover where they're hanging out online, and decide how to drive them to your product or your offering. We've dove headfirst into the define portion, and in today's podcast, we are diving into the second of the major aspects, which is discover. So discovering your dream traffic is like putting on the hat of the Pied Piper. You want to draw your customers out to get their attention, learn from them, and give them your offer. Another way to think about this is with hooks. Like fishermen even call their bait lures, okay? They're literally luring the fish out of their places to be able to, to attract them and, and capture them. So, and here's the, here's the thing, because fish have different diets, Choosing the right lure can mean the difference between a great day on the water or going home empty-handed. And so the lures that we choose to draw our dream customer out from where they're hanging out on the internet, it matters. Okay, it matters. And just how the Pied Piper didn't, didn't appeal to the lame boy, the deaf boy, or the blind child, we don't know if they're boys or girls, but to, to, the, to those children, we need to make sure that we understand what limitations our customers have and what will actually draw them to us and not what will keep them from following us. So there's two things that are really important for you to understand when you go about this, this, this luring and this discovering process. The first thing is that you need to optimize your personal profile to capture them, right? Because whatever... 
whatever lure you put out there, whether that's a blog or an article or a post in a group or a YouTube video, you have to capture them. You have to get their email address. You have to get some form of communication where you can reach out to them again and again. A great way to do that is to optimize your profile funnel so that you can capture them. Okay, make sure that on your profile, it's really, really clear what you do, what services you offer, and what, how they can learn more and take advantage and grab some value. The second thing you need to figure out is it's really important to strategically pick groups to start learning about your customers and giving value so that you have a place to lure your customers from. So how should we approach this? Well, there's some of you may have heard I, there, there's two kinds of, of, of marketing that you have to consider here. Okay. The first kind is called intent based intent based marketing is where people are, they actually want something. They are, they are being intentionally out in the marketplace searching for something. Uh, search engine optimization marketing works off of this very, very well because it is what allows you to pay for keywords that people are searching. Okay. But with intent based, there's organic ways for intent based marketing. And there's also paid ways to have intent based marketing with organic. You can do built in SEO into your metadata, or you can even call out people from a group with a post, right? Cause people are in Facebook groups because they are there for a certain intent. So when you talk to people in Facebook groups, you are engaging in intent based organic marketing. Okay. you can also pay for keywords that people are searching and, and, and the intent that they have, the lures that they want that like, like take it like a fish, like they're hungry, right? You can put the keywords for that food, for that lure. Uh, into into Google AdWords or um, even even in, with YouTube ads as well, and we're gonna we're not gonna go into the tactics today, guys. But I just I want I want us to think about how we can use the tools that we've got to draw people out. Okay, the second base, the, the second type of marketing. So first is is intent based. The second type is pattern interrupt based. Okay, pattern interrupt based is where you are targeting people based on interests, and you're putting your offer in front of them at a time when they might not be looking for it, but you might be hitting on a latent deep need that they have that maybe they realize they have, but they haven't found a solution yet, or they know that they need to, but they just don't, they, they don't know your solution yet. So, I mean that that's, and that's where Facebook ads really come in, right? You are literally jumping in front of someone's newsfeed and you're like, Hey, 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 pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I have something that you need. Okay. With pattern interrupt, there's also organic and paid strategies for organic strategies. By posting on your profile, your post then goes into the newsfeed and people's newsfeed is a series of pattern interrupts. So by you posting about what you do or who you're looking to serve or what you offer the value that you put in the marketplace by posting things like that on your profile, you're engaging in organic pattern interrupt based marketing. The paid side of this is of course with ads and ads are, as you know, one of my favorite ways to market because of the quick turnaround in the value that you get with watching those metrics and um, your ability to learn very, very fast. So 
wherever, whatever you're doing, whether you are posting things in groups or on your profile or you're using ads, you need to take notes, capture responses, and see patterns because those patterns are what determine your messaging and approach. So for example, you might be thinking, well, what do I post in a group? Well, before I really started talking about dream traffic and I was developing the ideas around it, I had this post that I posted across multiple groups and the post was simply this. It was, what comes first? The who or the what? The who being who you, who your customer is and the what being what you offer. And guys, the results were absolutely astounding. What I found was that who people's gurus are, who forms their beliefs, determined their answer. So when I post that group, when I post that question in any group that is owned or moderated or directed by someone who is Russell Brunson or a Russell Brunson follower, every single person was like, it's the who. The who is the first. You always have to go after the who. The who is what matters first. But here's what's crazy, guys. In every single other group that I posted that question, it was either what was come first, that like, how do you know who you're going to sell to until you have a product that you're going to sell? It has to be about the product first. Or it was a mixed bag. But Russell's communities were the only ones where people screamed from the rooftops that it was the who first. And that just absolutely fascinated me is the power that a guru has to determine the beliefs. But knowing that, it helps me approach the people in that community differently than I would in other communities because I'm drawing out and I'm learning about that customer and I'm finding out how they operate, what they believe in, and what is going to trigger them and attract them to something. I often see other posts online where someone says, hey, where are my coaches at? That's a really, really simple post and a very simple way to literally call out your dream customer and say, hey, if you're this person, I want to talk to you. So once you've figured out where they are, you need to get them into your ecosystem and drop offers. So you have to collect their email address. We've just talked a little bit about this, but there's a few ways to do that. You can do it through a Facebook group. You could do it through a landing page with a lead magnet. You could do a webinar registration, but the point is you have to get their info. I wanted to share an experience that's happened in my business just this week, within the last six days. Uh, When this is posted, it'll be, um, it'll be two weeks from now. So it was two weeks ago uh, when you're listening to this, but this is just like really, really recent for me. So I'm working with my buddy Ian Dixon on a uh, concept that we are promoting in the marketplace. And we sat down and we, we were kicking around this idea for a couple weeks of a product and service that we wanted to offer in the marketplace. And over the course of a weekend, we said, what would happen if we decided to launch on a Sunday at midnight. And so we literally spent all day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday launching this thing. And we didn't even start till like Friday night. So it was like 40, it was like 48 hours. Like we launched an entire brand and concept in 48 hours. It was actually, it was very exhausting, but it was, it was exhilarating as well. So, and I'm an ads expert. Ian is also like not, not too shabby at ads. And we launched these ads and the next day we wake up on Monday morning. Our ads were approved by Facebook, which is always a good sign. But we woke up and our ads were performing terribly, guys. I mean, seriously, seriously terrible. It was it was absolutely astounding at, at how terrible the ads were performing. So 
we were getting CPMs like of 70, like $70 per impression, which is just out of control. Like normally you see that kind of impression with retargeting or really hot niches during Christmas. And it wasn't either of those things. It wasn't retargeting or Christmas. Um, and so that was crazy. And so because our CPM was so high, our leads that we were pulling in to attract to our, our workshop that we were running were like 15 bucks a lead. And before even leads came in, we were like getting link clicks for like 10 to 12 bucks. And a link clicks that's 10 to 12 bucks, I mean, that will bankrupt anybody. And we were just laughing because we were like, okay, we both are not new to ads, but these just totally bombed. And we were like, what is it? So did some thinking, looked at the ads and realized that in the e-commerce space, there is lots of BS. There is so much junk out there and people that are just trying to do quick fixes and growth hacks and things that aren't necessarily permanent changes that can make a real difference in people's e-commerce brands. So when we looked at our ad copy, we realized that our ad copy was a little bit scammy. It was, we were, it looked like we were, we were talking about these big promises and we got this one comment on an ad and it said, yeah, if you guys were really that successful in your e-commerce store, you wouldn't be teaching it. You'd be doing it yourself. And it really, it really, it, it rubbed, I thought it was funny. It rubbed Ian the wrong way, but it made us make a decision. You know, we need to be way more transparent with, with what we're doing with this market. We need to be way more straightforward. We need to cut the fluff, cut the stories and just cut to the chase because these people in this market, they know what's going on. And so they know BS when they see it. And so we were like, maybe, maybe. We had the wrong lure. Maybe this market was calling the way we were approaching it BS. That didn't mean that our offer was wrong. It didn't mean that our idea was bad and that we should abandon it, but we needed to change our lure. We needed to change our hook. And so we literally did that. We changed our hook. We changed our headlines. We simplified our ad copy. And instead of just having an image of us or a video of us, just talking in nice clothes, we literally did screen shares of our Shopify stores and ad accounts to show the numbers of the success that we were having with the e-commerce brands that we were working with. And guys, I have to tell you, the the of this is is absolutely, absolutely astronomical. Literally, with that change, our lead cost dropped from anywhere between five to $8. So it literally dropped in half by changing the lure that we were using to draw out our desired customer to see the value of our offer and take advantage of it. You have to pick bait that captures their attention. The reason why bait works with fish is because it's shiny. It gets their attention. It interrupts their flow in the water. It also vibrates. It makes noise, right? What noise are you making in the marketplace? And it also is enticing. It smells good to them and they want to eat it. And so it's something that satisfies a need for the fish. Okay. All of those things are so important for the lures and the hooks that we put out there in the marketplace to discover where our people are, are hanging out online and what is attractive to them so that we can get their attention, so that we can draw them into, into our offer. Guys, this concept is so, so, so important. And I often find that marketers are not doing enough work to understand what bait and what lures are going to draw their people out. 
I talk to I, pro- I talk to probably a dozen people a week, guys, that they want to run Facebook ads, but they know nothing about their customers. And I tell every single one of them, I say, go back, do your research, drive some organic traffic, learn what's working organically, because until you know what's working organically, you can't just put money behind a broken system. You can't spend money and have it fix you not knowing where your people are, how to draw them out, and what is going to be attractive, what bait is going to be attractive to them. This is a critical, critical piece of understanding dream traffic. So again, we have defining our dream traffic, discovering where they are and driving them. Today, we've talked from a high level all about discovering our dream traffic. All right, so I would love to hear your your thoughts and comments. Um, If you see a post about this episode, I would love for you to comment on it so we can have a conversation. We also have conversations about the episodes weekly in my Facebook group. So I want to invite you to that. So again, that's Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle e-com brands. Um, You can hit that up by going to uh, the website there. And then remember, 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 we have the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. We're dropping free resources that we gather from podcast guests there every single week. We're super excited about the resources in there. We're actually going to... uh, start teasing those to help you guys understand how valuable that resource is that we are building for you. So I really hope that you take advantage of the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. And um, we've got amazing things in there from Katherine Jones, Alex Elliott, Kevin Steven, Chantel Turner. Um, We just got one. Who did we just get one from? We just got, oh, from Benjamin Hardy. We just got an awesome, awesome one uh, about um, hacking, hacking your morning routine. It's seriously so good. All right, guys, I've taken up enough of your time today, but I just wanted to, again, just reiterate, you've got to, got to, got to understand and discover who your dream customer is so they can become your dream traffic and you can drive them to your offer. All right, guys, again, this is Lisanne Murphy with Midas Touch Social Advertising and the Marketing Matrix Podcast signing out. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix Podcast. On the next episode, we hear from Ella Van Zutphen. Ella is passionate about helping people in the workplace have more purpose and direction and productivity in their lives. She is the real deal as an entrepreneur. So listen in to hear her story. And while I've got you, I wanted to remind you of two really important things. One, the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. Guys, this members area is loaded with free resources from all of our guests that come on the show and some tricks in there for me as well. And we add to it every single week. This is the members area of a lifetime. The marketer's dream. You've got to be a part of it. Two, the Facebook group. Guys, we have a free Facebook group that focuses all on Facebook ads and the conversation around the marketing, the funnels, the ad strategy, and everything you need to to know to be successful with paid Facebook traffic. That Facebook group is called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. Would love to see you in there. You can get there by going to www.facebook.com slash groups slash ninjas. Okay, guys, can't wait to see you in the group. Can't wait to see you in the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. Let's go. Let's get serious about your marketing and let's do this. All right, that's it for now. See you next time on the Marketing Matrix.